Welcome to the Cindy Joe Show. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. And it's not every day that you get a politician talking sports and it actually tying to sports. And I don't, I don't mean Cindy, I mean Donald Trump <laughs> or Hillary Clinton. Wait, no, Cindy. <laughs> well, you know, politics and sports, they cross all the time, more so than you think. Um, in fact, there is going to be a blockbuster novel that is going to be coming out here very shortly mm-hmm. about the connection between sports and politics and how often they cross paths. So it is not totally out of the ballpark. No pun intended. Um, it is not totally or, out of the ballpark. Or the or the, or hockey, the, <laughs> the hockey, the ice. Right. So it yeah. is not it is not completely out of the range of possibility you that know, it makes sense a politician is on a sports podcast. You always see this, especially like um, with like in terms of like arenas being built or stadiums being built, you always see politics and sports intertwining in that position. And then you have the whole social justice things that have intertwined politics and absolutely. Sports. And then you have the whole, you know, human rights type stuff. And that's kind of where this LIV PGA tour thing lies. See a lot of people out there are kind of upset that the, People are choosing to live tour because it's backed by Saudi Arabian money. Saudi Arabia has a human rights people. They're not right human rights, you know, the way that people think they should be. But you know what? We were talking pre-show, mm-hmm. and I mentioned to you that no one really cares about the shoes that they wear that were human rights violations, pretty much. They're done in some sweat factory in China. Or they don't care that the NBA has, uh, I think it's 10% of their owners have money tied to China. So why would you care if these people did business with Saudi Arabia? Because in my opinion, if you're doing business with Saudi Arabia, I mean, that's just your decision. Well, you know, and the thing of it is, is that that's where the resources are. That's who's got the money. And they're consumers of a lot of other American products. They're consumers of a lot of other, you know, there's not a whole lot of things that Saudi Arabia exports with the exception of oil. And, you you know, you can only have so much of that. So when they want to buy things, when they want to, uh, you know, travel, when they want to do other things with that money that they're earning from their oil exports, what, where are they going to buy it from? They're going to buy it from American companies. We are some of the highest producers of many things and commodities throughout the world. They're going to buy from European partners. They're going to mm-hmm. buy from other places and that in turn puts money in our pockets as Americans, right? Absolutely. It it does trickle down. So I don't understand the uproar over the issue that this is backed with Saudi government money, the way that they're structured, all their money is government money. Okay. It's not like here where people have their own money. It's very, very limited. It almost all goes to the government. So uh, supposedly for the betterment of all of their their people, although it doesn't work that way. So the government spends the money, they're investing the money, uh, they're buying product. And in this case, they've got a new product and that is this golf league. Mm -hmm. And they are essentially buying, you know, golfers and players from around the world. If you think about it, it's actually pretty smart because for for once, you know, the PGA Tour is threatening the players. Like, if you leave, we don't want, we, we'll take your card away. Like, they have a membership card to the PGA Tour. We'll take your card away. And you know what they're saying? I have $200 million reasons why 
you can just screw off right now. Oh, the money that they're throwing at these guys is absolutely insane. You're taking, you know, some of these, even what you call maybe a marginal player. Mm -hmm. And these guys are seeing nine-figure paydays. I, I mean, mean, they're never going to see that again in their lives in the PGA Tour. Well, that's just a joint. Not to mention if they actually win. Right. Like James Pyatt, the kid from Michigan State, he uh, he would have had a little bit of an upswing to try to get to the top level of golf as a young kid. Million-dollar payday. Can you say can you say, say that kid don't take the money because it's Saudi Arabia money? No, that's life changing money. Period. You can't you can't say you can't say if you were that kid's mom and dad, you couldn't be like, no, don't take it because it's Saudi Arabian money. Money is money. Well, and that's the thing, and it's you gotta go to where you know they say when they ask the famous bank robber why do you rob banks, he said that's where the money is. Well, that's what these guys are doing. I mean, think about it. Even when a player accepts a contract for a team who he, he, say he grew up in Detroit, right? Or, or, you know, I mean, I don't think Darren Helm is lamenting the fact that, you know, he's playing for the Colorado Avalanche now, right? They are the, because he's going to be contending for the Stanley Cup and I'm sure they're paying him very well to do so. So there's benefits that each of these individual athletes have to take into account when they take a contract mm -hmm. with someone. And even if they're your rival, even they're your hated rival, a legendary rivalry or whatever the case might be, um, they got to get past that because it's a business decision. It's, a, it's, a, it's ultimately a business, and these guys making the choice for themselves, it just shows you what they're going for, what they're about. And it's at the end of the day, you're you're making a decision for yourself and for your family. And if you can get the money, you go get it. Right. I There's a lot more to consider here. I mean, there are some um, of the pros who've made some comments, uh, you know, Justin Thomas, um, Rory McIlroy, I mean, they've made some comments about the fact that there's more to this than money, okay? Mm -hmm. There's other things that you play for. You know, they want to play in the PGA that's for other reasons. That's brilliant because I need you to tell the people your hypothesis on why yeah. this is could be a political kind of posture. Sure. And, you know... Um, there have been players that have made allusions to this. Like I said, you know, Justin Thomas made a reference to politics and how everybody wants to think negatively about things. Um, they're all kind of softening too. They're starting to soften their positions on this. But what is the political connection? Because there is something political here that nobody is talking about, Joe. I'm going to talk about it because, as you know, I have been in politics for over 25 years. Yep. Um, I was on uh, some very high-level uh, campaigns and teams throughout the years. She was on the Trump team. I was on the Trump team in 2016. She ran, she ran for state office this year. Yep, uh, quite a bit. And I've been an elected official myself for 10 years. So She's been around. <laughs> I've been around a while, right? Here's the thing. There's always, and we talk about it, game inside the game. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, how is it and why is it that this golf league, which by the way, LIV is actually the, meaning the Roman numeral 54. So I'm wondering if we're going to see like some crazy club 54 type antics in this Probably. league. You know, they're throwing enough money around. You can see just about anything. But why did this league come out of nowhere mm -hmm. now? And how are they recruiting and why is the Saudi Arabian government putting $2 billion with a B behind this league. You know, most of these leagues, when they these startups leagues, when they try to challenge the an existing money. league, they don't have the money, right. 
That is not the case here. They had unlimited funds and that a Saudi government, a foreign government would be supporting a golf league to the tune of $2 billion. Well, it's interesting. So I started looking into this, Joe, and here's what I found. And here's what I think people find interesting. Here's my hypothesis. Let's go back to January of 2020. Something significant happened with the PGA. The PGA, after January 6, 2020, what's called the insurrection in Washington, D.C., the PGA decided that they were going to pull their championship tournament from Bedminster, uh, New Jersey, which is Donald Trump's golf course. Yes. Yep. One of his 19 golf courses he, know, he owns. As we all know, Donald, Donald Trump is an avid golfer. In fact, most people say he's really a pro-level golfer and could be a professional golfer should he choose to be. Um, he's that good at it. has a great passion for the game. And so he owns 19 golf courses. Of course, he also owns 19 golf courses, I'm sure, because there is some good money in it. And Donald Trump is always looking for an opportunity uh, to benefit Donald Trump. Five dollars a round. Here you go. Of course. So... The PGA pulled that tournament from Donald Trump's Bedminster golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey. Then later in the year, the Trump uh, folks filed a legal challenge and a lawsuit to the PGA seeking damages for pulling that championship tournament. They ended up settling out of court on that and they came to a settlement uh, where the PGA paid off uh, the uh, Trump interests there. Now, you would think that that would be enough, you know, but Donald Trump is an amazing guy and he hates to lose. Mm -hmm. And even though he won that, the fact that the PGA took that position, I think this league is a response to that. I think this is Donald Trump through the Saudi government or in cooperation with them, um, taking a big wet bite out of the PGA's ass. And I'll tell you why I think that. Not only does he kind of have a bit of an axe to grind with the PGA now, if you'll look at the LIV's tournament schedule, two of two of their major events are taking place at Trump golf courses, one at Bedminster and another one down at his, his uh, course in Miami. So you have to say that most American golf courses would not want to tick off the PGA. Most American golf courses at that level and contention do not want to upset American golfers or anyone who's got sensitivities to this whole thing. To me, the very fact that Trump is allowing though this league to have two prominent events at his golf courses is kind of a big, you know, what middle finger up to the PGA to start with. This is, this is really a signal saying, I don't care, PGA, you're not going to pay the price for what you chose to do. Secondly, uh, for those of you who are watching the news and keeping up on what is going on in um, some of the financial areas, Jared Kushner, who is Donald Trump's son-in-law, is currently being questioned about a $2 billion investment by the same Saudi Arabian public investment or public entity that is backing this golf course has made a two, or excuse me, this golf league, uh, the live is backing, is invested $2 billion into Jared Kushner's firm. Mm. Uh, And Jared Kushner, as many of you may know, or you may not know, Joe, I'm gonna educate you a little bit. Jared Kushner, Donald Trump's son-in-law, was actually the, uh, a very key figure 
uh, in the Saudi Arabian and uh, Middle East peace talks when Donald Trump was president. Mm. So he has a very close relationship with the Saudi prince. He has a very close relationship, the Trump family does, with with Saudi Arabia um, and their leadership there. And I don't think it's a coincidence, Joe, that um, not only did they contribute $2 billion to um, Donald Trump's son-in-law's firm, but they are also backing two with $2 billion this new golf league. And the PGA made a very foolish mistake in ticking off Donald Trump. So to me, this is a great lesson in uh, this is what happens and this is the price you pay when you cross Donald Trump. Well, you might be right. So Donald Trump, so if you're talking about the Donald Trump angle, this was something that he did back in the day where he had the USFL and he made the foolish decision to go against the NFL, which was a total disaster because the NFL is the NFL. But unlike the NFL, the PGA Tour is nothing like the NFL. The NFL was 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 starting to gain some steam late 80s, early 90s, right? PGA Tour has been the same old, same old. And I kind of attribute it back to the PGA Tour being like the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Where they're so stuck in the race, they're like, nothing will happen to us. We are always going to be the premier spot for golfers. What happens when there's someone on the block? You know, it's different. It's different. It's well, times are a change, you know, Joe. That's you, for sure. You know, you know how you know how when businesses start to clean their act up because competition is moving in town. They got to shore up. They got to that's right. Make sure things don't happen in their little circle. That's right. PGA Tour did not do that. See, the NFL when the USFL was become wanted to go against them. They kind of made it to where, like, okay, we see you coming, and we're going to start making decisions right now to fix that. PGA Tour did not. The NCAA, when NIL came into play, they did not. You mm-hmm. can kind of see that this complacency and this way of this old thinking that they can't be topped. Well, you about to be topped. Well, you know, there, there's a couple other – there's one other major – problem that the PGA is going to have with the LIV. And that is that the Masters tournament and some of the, the, the big majors are not going PGA to are not well, they're not going to the non PGA sanctioned ones such as the Masters such as the Open Championship. Um, they are not going to keep these LIV players from playing in their events. The only one that they're going to be kept out of is the PGA Championship one. So these players that are committing or who are playing in the LIV will be able to play in the really the prestigious tournaments, the ones that really matter. Because who cares who wins the you know um, ABC you know insurance company open or something? I mean, the, you know what this, nobody cares about that. This really does have a domino effect in Detroit because Detroit has the Rock and Mortgage Classic, right? That's a PGA Tour event. Yep. See, here's the thing: like the Masters is the prima donna that is the best of the best right right those golfers could play in the masters that's right they can play so, in that one and yep so this is kind of a gotcha looking kind of thing by the live tour because they they probably knew that coming in sure they and did. now they're like okay we're gonna steal this guy we're gonna steal this guy and if you think that we're done we are not 
and I'd be willing to bet you money. If I were a betting woman, uh, I would say the man himself, Donald Trump, is behind the scenes making phone calls to a lot of these key folks in a lot of these areas to make sure that these players have access. You know, here's another thing, too. The PGA Tour was sued, and the FEC did find that they violated, um, you know, the laws in that they were found to be an illegal monopoly. However, that was kind of, they didn't have to really pay any price or consequence for that because, uh, you know, their leadership went in and lobbied the government um, and key people inside the government to not have the PGA face any penalty for that. But they were found to be in violation. They were found to be an illegal monopoly. So these players, if the PGA wants to play this, excuse the term, trump card and tell these players, hey, look, if you play in the LIV, you can't play in PGA tournaments, they may be challenged. And I'll tell you, if the man himself is behind this, they will have to pay a price this time. And I think ultimately they will have to allow those players to play. Here's the one Achilles heel that the live tour has. That is that they have yet to find a broadcasting partner um, to broadcast here in the States. So uh, that is a bit of Achilles heel for them. I don't think it's the end of the world because they have a, access to some non-traditional media that is on I the rise. I don't think it's a big deal. Well, I think it's going to hurt them. I, no, I, I, I don't think I, it's insurmountable. I, I, think, I think what's going to happen is I think the live tour is on the cutting edge. I say this because if you noticed, the NFL signed a deal with Amazon for Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. With Amazon for their prime package. Don't tell me that the NFL did that just for shits and giggles. You know? They didn't do that because they knew they were going to lose money. They know the NFL knows, as well as some, you know, Major League Baseball is starting to do it. I'm sure you're going to see it in hockey with the next deal. I'm sure you're going to start seeing it in basketball where they start going to these streaming elements. Where you're, I mean, Major League Baseball has a YouTube game of the week. I mean, we were, we were, I was watching Tigers on YouTube. Get out of here. This is what's going to happen, and I feel like the Live Tour is on the cutting edge of what could be the mea culpa to sports broadcasting. Because I no longer think, I think that, you got to think about it like this. Crap is expensive right now. Like it's really, really expensive. Right. Yeah. The first thing to go in a family's economic situation is probably the cable. Cut the cable, Bill. Yeah, the cable is probably gone. <laughs> And you got you got things like YouTube TV. No more Disney Channel for you. Right. Let's go get Disney Plus. <laughs> Let's go get the Disney Plus package where we get we get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for fifteen ninety nine. Well, and Disney is even is, Disney is losing people like crazy right now because I think they're making some of the wrong moves. But that's beside the point. They're they're, they're, they're still gaining people because they got the ESPN Hulu thing. But I think that these the Live Tour is on the cutting edge of what could be. The revolution of sports. Well, and you can, in again, if Donald Trump is involved here in any capacity, I will tell you that he will make sure that that base is covered. He will. He's already got it probably done in the works. I mean, there's one thing about Donald Trump that I can tell you. You know, I met him in 2016 
uh, very supportive, uh, supportive again in 2020. I'm still supportive. I can tell you this, Donald Trump is five steps ahead of everybody all the time. And there's no doubt in my mind, even if it comes to light, there's no doubt in my mind, Donald Trump is a true patriot. Donald Trump loves this country. He would never sell it out. He was a one of the only presidents in history to have any kind of success of middle in the Middle East in terms of peace. There's a reason he's able to do those things because it's the way he cultivates relationships and how he leverages power, authority, and financial resources. He's an absolute genius at it. So if anybody could pull this off, it's Donald Trump. And I think that is exactly what this is. And I think they are going to be successful because of that in upending the PGA, or as you said, Joe, forcing them to do business differently, because let's face it, when you've got Tiger Woods, who's making $121 million for the entire year, which sounds like a lot, you've got, they're paying these guys $125 million just to sign on. Yep. That's an enormous disparity. And to compete with that, the PGA is going to have to go a long, long way. And one of the biggest mistakes they made, I will tell you again, is crossing Donald Trump would not be surprised if this is the price they have to pay for that. I would not be surprised if we see reports about how Donald Trump is associated with this league. I would not be shocked to see that there was some political backing with this. And I would not be shocked to see if this was the ultimate, like, FU to PGA Tour. That's I mean, what I'm we, saying. We have, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not the only one because there's some people who really despise the PGA Tour. Yeah. Because of the way they handled business, whether it was, you know, golf courses that were uh, that were pretty much shuttered because the PGA Tour left them high and dry and made them change their whole system. And they left. And there's no one that's going to play on a PGA Tour type golf course. I mean, you could try. Right. The, every, the regular everyday person is not going to pay $250 to go play on a course. Look, you are looking at capitalism in action. And this is what happens when, as you pointed out, Joe, when you bring competition into the fold, you get a better product. You get a more exciting and um, more options in the marketplace. This is what is happening. Donald Trump is the world's genius at that. There is no doubt that this has his fingerprints all over it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing either. And I think that I think there's only one league that has went against competition and won every time, and it's the NFL. I really don't think there's there's another league out there who I mean, you could say the NHL probably, NBA, and the Major League Baseball. Those are the four that are probably unrivaled because they got the best players on earth. But the PGA Tour is losing the best players on earth, and they didn't treat their players with the proper respect, you would say. And now these players are making them pay for it. That's the thing. Eventually, you got to pay the piper, Joe. You got to pay the piper sometimes. <laughs> On the next segment, Between the Whistles, we will talk about the Red Wings and some of their things that we they have coming up. But we obviously have to profile Sebastian Costa and talk about the 97 team and how we can get there back there again. Let's talk goaltending. Yes. We'll see you in the next segment. See you then.